As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. From the shores of Malibu, where the waves are pumping, to the Great Wall of China, and back to the streets of Las Vegas, where the UFC is coming. We are live. This is It's Time Radio, the show we talk about what you think about, but may be afraid to voice. Do not worry. We voice it for you. We talk about everything. UFC, politics, film, TV, sex, drugs, rock and roll. It's No Holds Barred Radio, folks. And I'm here with my producer, TJ DeSantis. TJ, how are you? Hope you had a great week, but I got to cut it short. We've got somebody on the show. I've been waiting to get back in the octagon for a long time. I've been waiting to roar his name for a long time, and I got it all done last Saturday. And you know what? He got it done, too. Let's bring on the former UFC champion and champion to be again. At a time in the future, we're all looking forward to seeing him battle for it. TJ Dillashaw. TJ, how are you, buddy? Doing good, my man. Thanks, Bruce, for having me on. Oh, my pleasure. You know, before we go any further, TJ, I got to tell you, I have a lot of people I love announcing in the Octagon, a lot of people I interact with. And, you know, going back to when Dan Hardy started it years ago. But I, I hope I get the hair on your arm standing up and get you excited. Because honestly, when you're staring at me and you're going crazy when I'm roaring your name, you're getting me excited. I feel like I want to fight. You know, it's, it's just an awesome, <laughs> awesome moment for me to be in that Octagon with you, my friend. Awesome. Man, I mean you're so such an iconic part of the sport that you know when you're when you're coming up you always just imagine you announcing your name right and then once it becomes a reality it's like that last little jolt of energy that you need that pushes you into that first round and it's just uh i mean you can see it on my face and how pumped up i'm to be in there and then just uh having you announce everything and you know my fighting style and where i'm fighting out of it's just uh it's pretty surreal. And you got to, you got to make sure you enjoy those moments, you know, hey, by the way, I mean, thank you, TJ, you know, thank you. TJ Grant doesn't fight anymore. So TJ Dillashaw is the closest I'm ever going to get to getting my name roared <laughs> in the octagon by TJ Dillashaw. So TJ, I'm right there with you. I'm feeling, I'm feeling those vibes from buffer and living vicariously through you, sir. Hell hey, yeah. That's you. awesome. <laughs> let me tell you that I'm sending out this dual text to TJ and TJ and I'm like, are they going to know who the hell I'm talking to here? It's like, I've got two TJs on this text. Line. Well, for the record, I hate to say this. I mean, we have one former Bantamweight champ, maybe soon to be Bantamweight champ, but really at the end of the day, we only have one TJ and that's me. Cause he's Tyler. I'm just saying that's true. Oh yeah. Your, your, uh, birth name is TJ. Yeah. I know my parents just, yeah, they couldn't come up to uh, with an uh, agreement. So they settled for a couple letters, but, uh, Yes. Makes it easier though. It, it does, except when you want to get like a passport or something, and the government's like, "Really? It's really?" <laughs> I didn't even think of that. So, TJ, uh, one little apology I have for you when I introduced you. I was so excited to introduce you. I instead of saying "Bang Muay Thai Fighter," I said "Muay Thai Bang Fighter." Got yeah. that a little backwards, and uh, always want to make sure that Dwayne's happy with everything because we all know Dwayne's very serious about that title. So, yeah, my he, uh, for that. he didn't even notice. It. I actually did notice it, but I, I mean, didn't bother me. But uh, he didn't even notice that I brought, and I and I told him afterwards, like, oh, really? He's like, it's hilarious. So, yeah, he's he's obviously completely fine with it. <laughs> hey, when he was in your corner, and he was yelling you directions. He was saying "mofo" a lot, right? And um, is that was he calling you "mofo" or the other guy "mo"? I was trying to figure out who the "mofo" was. That's just a very big part of his vocabulary. You know, it's just it puts yeah. an exclamation point on anything he says. You know what I mean? Like, like thank you, mofo, or like, uh, good work, or kick his head off. Like, all that stuff just gets accentuated with that as well. 
You know, I, I like that because you have no doubt in the world who is cornering when you hear that. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. like it's going to be anybody else. Like, okay, it's Dwayne Ludwig. You definitely know when Dwayne Ludwig's talking to you. That's for sure. Yeah. You know, TJ, when you fought Henry Cejudo, which it's amazing to think about this, that was January 19th, uh, 2019, yep. right? So here we are now two and a half years basically later. What a long trek this has been for you, buddy. What a long yeah. trip. I could just imagine the mental up and down, if anything, and the physical. I'm mean, just what you had to deal with over that period of time. It's kind of staggering to think about it. Can you like let us give us a feel for what you went through and how you had to stay strong and focused and motivated to get back in that octagon last weekend? Yeah, I mean, I've been very honest with you. It's very tough, you know, um, especially the first six months. You know, when you're riding the high, you're on top of the world, you're the world champ. Uh, all this stuff going on for yourself and then it just comes crashing down uh it's pretty tough you know especially because i like sig myself uh, signified myself as a person as tj dillashaw the ufc bantamweight champion you know like that's just what i did and who i was uh, but you know i'm a very mentally tough guy going through competition and you know going on my whole life competing you have to be mentally tough to be successful and finding the silver linings and everything um was really my my way of coping with it all. And, and it turned out to be a true blessing because uh, I got to spend so much time with my son. You know, he's not three and a half years old that I really got to uh, be there for the, I mean, you know, when you're in title fight after title fight, you have to be solely focused on your title fight. So you kind of ignore everything else that's going on in your life. Um, and so those two years, I'll, I'll never get back. You know, like, so I'll never, I'll never, like, I'm glad I won't because like I was able to, really honing on that as well as, um, you know, running businesses. I'm actually sitting in front of my business now, clean juice right here. Oh, cool. um, grabbing a, a snack and staying healthy and trying not to gain too much weight while I'm on crutches. Um, but yeah, so, you know, dealing with business outside the cage and family life, it definitely kept me busy and kept me sane. But, uh, you know, the comeback was hard. You know, the comeback was, um, something to wrap your head around and knowing that you're getting back out there to do it. It was, uh, it was a lot of pressure. But um, luckily enough, I, I like to strive under pressure. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I see some comparisons between a, another former champion and TJ Dillashaw, and, and that is Sean Shirk. Sean had some uh, similar issues outside the cage that you went through, TJ. And, and one thing that I remember Sean talking about was the, the fan perception uh, and, and how it bothered him that people would boo him in the arena. And then back at the fighter hotel, they would ask for, for photos and things. But Sean took a much <laughs> different approach than you. You've been so honest and, and open. And I, I understand in this country, you know, when, when things, uh, you know, go uh, awry a little bit, sometimes they follow you and, and fans are unforgiving. But there's one thing I think, Bruce, you'll probably agree, is that as American sports, Sports fans in general, there's nothing we love more than a comeback. And the comeback uh, is, is looking pretty damn good right now, TJ. Like chapter one, huge check mark. You got to be feeling pretty good. Obviously, I don't think you, you know, focus solely on, on the fan perception, but uh, I think you went uh, a long way in, in gaining some of that positive fan base back because, man, like how, how can anybody not love what we saw on Saturday night? I appreciate that, but you, you are correct. I, I try not to um, dive in the depths of uh, fan comments and what no. they really care because that's never going to be healthy. You know, even if even if I didn't do anything wrong, there's going to be hate. You know, and so um, it's just something you gotta you gotta know what's important in life and uh, what really matters to you and who really matters to you. Because one thing I definitely realized going through what I went through was 
who has my back and who's riding with me, you know, because when you're on top of the world, everyone wants to be your friend. Everyone wants to be on your team. But when you come crashing down, who are those real dogs that ride with you? You know, who are those guys that are going to continue to support you, be in the gym or, you know, be your fans and things like that. So you take note, right. And then you try to ignore everyone that doesn't want to continue with you, even with sponsors. Right. So I lost sponsors through this whole deal. And now they're calling back. You know, they're calling back like, hey, man, we want to re-sign you. We'll do your deal. It's like, yeah, you know what? I'm good, man. You know, I, I'm setting my life up good, you know, and you can't pay me enough to uh, let me forget about you leaving me in the dust when I needed you most. Yeah. One, you know, it's, the old, it's the old story. Sorry, TJ. It's the yep. old story. They love you on the way up, TJ. Oh, yeah. And then they can't wait to see you fail. This is yeah. everybody. And it's yeah. just, uh, you know, love you when you're up, hate you when you're down. It's, it's human emotion. Right. And, yep. and you really do realize who your team is and who your team isn't, you know? Well, one thing I will say, though, is, TJ, a lot of people wouldn't have come back the way that that you uh, have. And, and also, too, in, in the midst of that fight, like, Corey Sanhagen is a tough dude. Like, he's a tough fight no matter what. Uh, incredibly more difficult to deal with when you've been away for two and a half years. And then on top of that, to be cut the way that you were in, in the second round, I thought the fight was going to be over, guys. Like, I haven't seen a cut in that position bleed that much over the course of, you know, 20-plus minutes in, in a fighter, you know, be able to, to go through that adversity. And that's one thing that I think, no matter what, if people, you know, don't like TJ for one reason or another, they're lying to themselves that they're saying, I can't respect the the athlete that was in there on Saturday night, because I mean, you went through a, a lot of adversity literally and figuratively. And, and that was really inspiring. Yeah. Terry inspiring and incredible. Was there any point from the second round on TJ that occurred in your head or your, your team, your corner to stop that fight? Was there any point that anything was mentioned or thought about? No, definitely never had a thought about stopping the fight. Um, to be honest, my knee was way worse than my eye. Like I couldn't see. And I, I, I completely lied to the doc when he came in. You know, like that's the last thing I wanted was a fight to be stopped in the second round after I've been waiting for two and a half years to get back in there and prove myself. So he came in and asking, uh, looking at it, he's like, oh, I can see I'm fine. I can totally go. Don't worry about it, you know. Um, and I got to thank Tate for – the work he did in that corner, the cut man Tate works for the UFC. Um, I finally watched my fight last night. I hadn't watched it since. And uh, man, he did a great job stopping that bleeding. You know, I'd come out and be in the round every time and it would be completely stopped and it would open back up because that's just the, the, the what happens in the sport. Right. But um, uh, my knee was the real issue. Uh, the end of that first round, you know, I was um, a little tangled up with our legs and I kind of got lazy. I, I knew I was out of the submission. So I was sitting there on him, on him just kind of waiting for the round to end. Cause I knew I won the round and we had like 30 seconds left. I was thinking, and I, uh, I was like, you know what, this is a perfect position. He's not going to get up. I'm just going to wait, sit here. And then he shows himself for me to be able to land some big ground upon. I said, you know what, let's put an exclamation point on this round. Came in some big ground upon it. As I was coming down, my leg was tied up and I just completely just popped my knee uh, full rupture of the LCL and the uh, meniscus tear, uh, felt a pop. I came back to the corner and instantly sat down and said, my knee is effed, you know, like I knew my knee was effed. Um, and that was, that was like coming out in that second round. That's why I came out so flat footed and figuring out what the heck am I going to do now? Like, right. how am I going to put, how am I going to push 20 more minutes in a fight on one leg? You know, I had to come out stop a stance. I had to like switch a lot of things up. My game plan had to switch because there's things I wanted to do that I could not do, which I tried in the second round to try to throw my hooks in. 
and it hurt so bad my knee popped out again. I had to completely bail off and uh, give up my position. So, um, you know, when I was there that night, I wasn't happy with my performance. I knew that I got the win, but I wasn't – I knew that I kept it too close. I knew the guy was tough, but I knew I kept it too close. But now after I watched the fight last night, you know, I'm happy with what I was, what I was able to do on one leg. It was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. The average person watching would never even known there was an issue. Have you dealt with knee injuries in the past? Uh, anything like that before, TJ? Whether it be in a fight or, or in training? No, I mean I've had a little bit of stubble. This whole fight camp, actually, I had a. It was only a grade two, and it's my MCL. I had a grade two uh, tear in my MCL on my right knee, and uh, that held me back from sparring. As well as I had a nerve in my foot that uh, pinched, and that was actually the most excruciating thing. Um, all the way up to two days before the fight, you know, I was, I was doing media day on Wednesday, limping around the apex. And I was like, man, I hope, hope someone from uh, San Hagen's camp doesn't see me trying to do my media because I can't even walk right now. Uh, I remember having to work out and put shoes on and do everything, but all the way up to the day of the fight, I was like, man, we're real worried about my foot. And then the day of the fight, I said, you know, I'm just going to have to decompensate the, this pain and just forget about it and get out there and push the pace. I, I'm, I'm I, deal, I deal with a lot of um, stuff. I mean, the two and a half years was one thing, but the fight camp I had to deal with was by far the worst fight camp I've had. I didn't get to spar one round the whole fight wow. camp. Um, I had so many injuries. I couldn't stay healthy. Um, but having to pull out of that May 8th card, there was no way I was pulling out again. You could have chopped my foot off and I was still going to walk in there. Let's, let's, let's talk about, let's talk about the injuries you, you received in fight camp. Um, yeah. In fight camp. Is this injuries related to your long period of time in the fight game? You're not old by any standards, but are these injuries that you feel that once you recover from the MCL, which I assume, I don't know how long your medical suspension is, but my own knee injuries, I assume you have a six month period at least before you can start training fully the way you want to train. Do you foresee overcoming these injuries in the future or do you, do you know how to prevent them or are they something that's going to be pragmatic and moving forward? Oh no! I'm definitely going to overcome these injuries. I mean, they're 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 nothing I can't heal from. They're all very repairable, and they're actually a, a speedier recovery than you would think, um, because of the doctor I'm going to be working with. I'll be able to do stem cells. I'll put PRP in it. I'll recover the right way. Sit in the hyperbaric chamber. I'm going to heal like Superman. Um, Good. But uh, I've never dealt with uh, with 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 knee stuff as bad. But um, from me talking to the doctor, you know, I'll be back in plenty of time at the beginning of the, the first quarter of next year to fight for that belt. Awesome. Yes, uh, I, that's what I want to hear. I, I'm, yeah. I'm curious, uh, TJ, you know, looking at this fight, a lot of people, you know, saw it uh, both ways. Uh, you know, there, there were some people saying controversy. I don't think there was controversy. I think it was a fantastic fight. Could have gone either way. I honestly wouldn't have been upset with the decision had it gone the other way. But I'm curious, in, in your mind, what was it that pushed your name uh, across uh, the table to the judges where it was like, okay, Dillashaw is, is the winner? Is there something that you can point to that was the determining factor on why you won this fight? Yeah, man, it was a sick fight. You know, even me going back and watching it last night, I mean, I knew that I won the fight. In my mind, right? I mean, you're obviously gonna be biased. And I even asked him, right. I was like, I won that, right? He's like, Yeah, man, I had I had you win it four. He's like, for sure three rounds. Like, all right, cool. So going to the decision, I heard a split, got me a little nervous, right? But I knew that it was a, a tough fought fight. I knew that Corey did a great job. He, he um he he definitely did a good job of, of using his range and his footwork and his striking accuracy and things like that. But you gotta remember this is this this fight is fought on rounds, yep. right? So he did do his, his, most of his damage in round two. 
right? When yeah. I came out after I popped my knee, most of the damage he did in the fight was in round two, right? So I'll say even if we give him two rounds, most of the damage, all the damage he did were in those two rounds that he did it in. The, the other rounds, you know, I was controlling the distance. I was controlling the pace. I was on his back. I won. You know, I won the sport of MMA. I did what I had to do yep. with, on one leg to, to get that win. And to beat a guy like Corey Sanhagen on one leg, you know what I mean? I, I ain't going to be mad at that. No, I, uh, I, I, just real quick, I, I gave Sandhagen rounds two and four, and four I thought was actually really close. I thought you could have uh, won that round as well. But yeah, the, yeah. the thing that really drove it home for me was, like you said, the, the game, when you look at judging in mixed martial arts, it's effective striking and grappling, then aggression and cage control. And your aggression and cage control, I thought, were the, the deciding factors because Daniel Cormier brought it up multiple times. You weren't getting these takedowns, but you were taking his back. And, and yeah. you know, those sequences in a very close fight, like scrambles win fights like this. And I think the fact that you were able to scramble to the back, like anybody that fights you in the future, TJ, they, they cannot allow that to happen if they want to try to make a claim that they're going to win yeah. a decision. Yeah, man. And, and, and uh, Corey's real lucky that my knee was messed up when I took his back so many times because uh, it would have been a different story if I was actually able to lift him or throw my hooks in. Um, you know, when I, when I took his back, I tried doing a couple trips, but every time I did, it was like, do my, I remember lifting in the second round when I took his back and my knee completely buckled on me. I was like, Oh, well, can't do that anymore. You know what I mean? So, um, a lot of those back controls would have been, I mean, I, I believe I would have finished him if my leg would have been healthy, but you know what? Maybe it's better. I didn't, I got to show that, uh, I have that grit. I have that comeback mentality. I have that fight through adversity. And uh, I showed that my cardio is uh, second to none. You know, no one's going to outpace me. I work harder than everyone. So um, maybe it worked out to my, my, my favor. You know, built a lot of fans back on that fight. I think you fulfilled all of the above. I mean, you showed everybody everything, period. Hell yeah. Thanks, everything. Bruce. And, you know, when I realized about your, you know, I would not want to be Corey Sanhagen walking the next day. You beat the heck out of one of his legs. I mean, it was just yeah. vaulted up and down. And the fact that you could still throw kicks to any level where you threw with the bad knee or planted with the bad knee and threw with the other leg. Phenomenal. Just to know that you fought with those kind of injuries is beyond comprehension. And maybe that's why you get a little bonus, baby. Maybe that's why Hell yeah. <laughs> a little 50, that would have 50,000 you got. No, I, I actually didn't get. I actually didn't get one of the bonuses. The fight of the oh, you night. Didn't? I thought fight, you did. Uh, I was hoping we were going to get it, but that that fight right before us was a, a bar burner. That uh, oh, co-main event. Those yeah. guys went out there and they put it all on the line. They had a great fight as well, too. Um, another bantamweight fight, and those guys put on a show. And then I forgot who got performance of the night, but I definitely understand not getting performance of the night because, you know, the fight was too close. But you know, the only thing we could have possibly edged out was fight of the night. But uh, the, that fight before us gave us a run for our money yeah unfortunately you came back and had a great performance on like a, a card that featured so many different comebacks it, it, it was insane not not Same. enough bonuses uh to, to really go around unfortunately oh, yeah. come on, dana dig deep scratch down at the bottom throw tj some coin let's see it that, that was just awesome come on. there you go yeah <laughs> i'll I mean, put it Bruce, Bruce is my manager now yeah, yeah i mean go. he's, he's a good advocate yeah. yeah yeah i'm a big advocate no question tj it's just so phenomenal to see you back it's, it's just incredible and um i i just i'm a big fan i always have been i know we're friends but i love the way you fight i love watching you that night it was just i can't i can't say if anybody had to prove that you that in this world in this game of fighting in this octagon you have to dig deep Man, you dug as deep as it can go, and you pulled it out. And congratulations on the win. I know the media, like 16 out of 23, the media had San Hagen winning. Like TJ said, if I had to announce it the other way, I wouldn't have had a problem. But I did have you winning on my card. 
I did have yep. you winning on my card. It, it was so close. And again, that's the one thing, too. You can't be mad at the result in this fight because it was that damn good of a fight. Like, no one walked away disappointed, at least uh, I think. TJ, I'm curious. You know, obviously, two and a half years, it's a long time. Things change in mixed martial arts. Um, do you feel this division has changed much? Obviously, some of the players have changed, you know, different champions and, and, and whatnot. But I, I'm curious if you think that the talent level has changed significantly since you've been, uh, you know, on the shelf. Um, I mean, the weight class is stacked, my weight class at least, but, um, you know, not really, man. I'm going to come back and um, get that belt and show that uh, the, the talent was uh, always there and I'm the true king of the division. I'm the, the Bantamweight GOAT. I love that post-fight interview. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, no question. Yeah. Now it's got all, I got to bend them all over my knee and spank them and show them the daddy's home. There you go. So speaking about yeah. daddy, you've got one kid, right? One son? Yeah, yeah. One, one, one kid right now. Any plans for the duo, the dynamic yeah, duo? Uh, yeah, we definitely, we definitely want more kids. So we'll be working on that. Practice makes perfect, right? Hey, let's keep practicing, <laughs> TJ. It's all good. <laughs> if, you can't, if you're married and you can't practice, sometimes the question is, how good is that marriage? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. Sounds great. TJ, we wish you all the best. It's just, it's phenomenal having you. Is there anything you want to tell us or promote while we have you on? No, no. I mean, all, all I got to say is, man, is I appreciate your energy and, uh, yeah. you know, appreciate you being part of this sport and it, it, it makes it UFC. So I was more than honored to come on your show. Hey, tell us more about Clean Juice. Where's that? Where can we go? Yeah, give, uh, us the, uh, give us about that. Yeah, heck yeah. So uh, Clean Juice, I'm sitting in front of it right now. We're in Yorba Linda, California, down in or Orange County. Um, that's my brick and mortar right now. But I also have uh, two food trucks that are hitting the road here at the beginning of August. And then, uh, so we'll be touring all over Southern California, but I also, uh, I'm also the area developer for Southern California. So anyone's looking to open their own clean juice, we're going to be open 63 stores from San Diego to North LA out to Palm Springs. Wow. We've, uh, we've got a few people interested right now. We're opening one up in thousand Oaks. We got someone else wanting to buy like five locations. So we're going to take over Southern California. It's a franchise that started in Charlotte. Um, that is done real well in the East Coast and Midwest. And uh, we're looking to take over Southern California and uh, me help these uh, franchisors that want to start their own stores down here in Southern California and join the winning team. I'm uh, I, I'm over in I Brea. I'm going to go. I'm going to go over to Yorba Linda and, and check You're this in place Brea. out. Heck yeah. yeah. Awesome, oh, I love man. it. Yeah, TJ. We're, we're at the new Yorba Linda Town Center. So come by and say what's up. Nice. You know, I, I love the whole entrepreneurial spirit, TJ. You know me. I'm businessman first and foremost. But I mean, that's just phenomenal. I, I love when fighters are thinking beyond their guns and working on their future. And that's the dynamite that you're in a great industry to be in. I told you I'm coming out with the it's time and uh, energy product line coming out. So when this happens, then I'll contact you and, and hopefully work out a deal. We'll get placed in your, in all your stores. Awesome. Cause this is all natural. This fits everything that you're, cool. you're talking that's about. Amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. That's cool. I didn't even know you were doing that. I'm, I'm like blown away. Kudos, man. Fuck. I appreciate it, man. Thank you very much. Yeah. You know, I had to stay busy on my two years off, but even before the two, I, I started this process before I even got suspended, but uh, it just gave me the time to actually really uh, make it flourish. Smart. Smart. You're making it happen. You're living the yes, dream, sir. but you got so much more to accomplish. Yes, so much sir. more to look forward to. Get through these injuries, get healthy, heal 100% and come back. And I know that even if you're 50%, you'll always give 150%. That's the beauty. You know what, Bruce? that's it that's it i love it i love it awesome thanks man best to your family go have a great day go sell a batch of juice 
sit back Heck and yeah. cash those checks, okay? Awesome, man. Appreciate you guys. You guys have a good day. I'm oh, stopping TJ, by, TJ. I'll see you at Clean Juice soon. Hell yeah. TJ, it was great having the former UFC champ who you know is going to be fighting for the championship again sometime next year on TJ's awesome, awesome performance. But you know, there were many great performances that night. There yeah, no. It fights. was one of the best cards of the year. I'm not uh, blowing the best smoke cards when I say that year. either. And, and, you know, normally we have one guest on the show. Occasionally we have two. How could I not have, you know, our next guest, Adrian Yana's on after the performance he put together, the finish he did. I think I even told Adrian in the octagon what a finish. Um, it was amazing. So let's bring on, let's bring on Adrian Yanez, the rising star in the UFC. Adrian, how are you? And uh, I'm doing great. Phenomenal, man. It's a, it's an honor. Thank you. An honor to have you on too. It's an honor to roar your name in the octagon and share my office with you. And it's an honor to share my podcast with you. Thank you for coming on, my friend. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah. no, absolutely. Anytime, man. This is, this is, uh, this is still kind of surreal to me because, uh, I, I still remember uh, just like getting into the UFC, and then uh, after my debut, uh, just like being able to give you the fist bump, man. The 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 fist bump right before the fight, man. Is it's 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 so iconic, man. I love it. I appreciate that, and and I appreciate your uh, winning with no no offense to your opponent whatsoever, who's absolutely phenomenal. You know, Randy Costa, but uh, there's always these people on the internet. Oh, he fist bumped him. He's gonna lose. Like. I fist bump. I mean, I don't. You know what I mean. I don't instigate the fist bump. You guys come at me, and I on and I'm honored, and I give the fist bump back. But of course, somebody's going to lose. I mean, everybody can. <laughs> so thank you, Adrian, for winning and blowing that. Yeah, I, I, I love. People are trying to like find analytics and be like, oh, you know, yeah. it's sixty-six percent winning rate if you get the fist bump, and yeah, yeah no. you bump four tonight, and it's uh, two right. and two, or it's three it's, and one. Focus on the fight. For, it's, the show's not about me. Focus on the fighters, man. That's what it's all about. Oh, and and Randy, Randy Costa, and Adrian Yanez gave us plenty to focus on. Like my God, Adrian, it was on my short list for one of the fights of the of the nights, and and you guys really delivered. Like that, that was a hell of a fight from from open to close yeah and it, it definitely was man I, I got all the respect in the world from uh for randy costa man even before the fight just just the way he carries himself and exactly like man he's uh he's he's a really good representation of mma representation of the sport and man i really i really hope man he's he, he's able to come back because i do believe in his potential i do believe in uh, who he is as a fighter, man. He's already back in the gym from what I, from what I saw, man. He's, he's a really good guy, man. And I really, I really hope, man, is his next fight. He goes out there and starches somebody. I, I, I had a chance to interview him, Adrian, and I asked him if he was a, a guy who liked to do a lot of tape study. And he said, normally not, but he found himself watching a lot of your tape because he simply just became a fan of your fighting style. So, like, he, he, he was uh, kind of caught in a, a, a rock and a hard place trying to beat up someone that he actually respected quite a bit as far as, you know, fighter and fellow athlete. That's interesting. Oh. Yeah, man, that's actually that's actually pretty cool. I know, I know. Well, actually, like the way that the fight actually even came about was uh, through like MMA Twitter, and like they were like he was giving me praise, and uh, somebody along the lines was pretty much like, "Man, you're just giving him so much praise because you're scared to fight him." And he was like, "No, on the contrary, I'll fight him." But uh, I still have respect for that guy, and I was like, "Oh, this is so cool." I, I, I'd actually love to share the octagon with that guy because, man, he's a respectable guy. He goes out there and he puts on a hell of a performance every single time he goes out there. Win, lose, or draw. Like, he's out there putting on the show. And I absolutely respect that because, man, like, he's he's going to give you the same Randy Costa that he always usually does. And, you know, he wasn't the same Randy Costa that in his past couple fights. Whenever I fought him, you know, he switched a lot of things up and uh, caught me off guard. But, man, like, much respect to him because he came out and, uh, man, he was like, 
it caught me by surprise because he was one of those guys that uh, wanted to box with me. Right. And he wanted to go out there and box with me. I was like, oh, like he caught me super off guard because I was like, I was expecting kick heavy because right. I don't know if you've seen him fight, but he's like kick, 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 kick. And yeah. uh, caught me by surprise, man. And uh, man, he did work whenever it, when, uh, whenever it was his Whenever it was his turn, but whenever we switched it and it was my turn, I, man, I had I had to do I had to try to do the best I could to put him away because I just knew he was going to come and uh, try to take my head off too. No question about that. That's the job, right? That's, that's <laughs> what has to happen. So uh, now again, correct me, TJ, if I'm wrong. Uh, Adrian, you got a bonus, right? Oh yes, yes, sir. Yeah, I was a uh, bonus tonight. How's that feel when you knew? I mean, I know everybody wants it at the end of a great fight when you know you've had a great fight, but. Come on, how's it feel when you realize you're going to get that nice 50k in your pocket? Oh man, every single time I've gotten it, it's always been the same thing. My uh, my manager calls me, he tells me you got it, and I'm just like I just jump for joy every single time. Like the performance, <laughs> you know, itself is is great. You jump for joy, but like man, getting the extra check and just being like being able to like uh, not have to stress out and like be worried so worried about all these other things. You know, you get you get to. Uh, you get to enjoy it, enjoy it a little bit more, you know, because uh, those extra checks, man, like that's that was more than I was getting paid at a regular day job. And and man, like I, it's, it's I find it just to be a blessing, just to be a blessing, because, man, like I was working the day, uh, working every day, uh, you know, until like I got my UFC contract and it made my debut. I was working every single day. And man, those it was hard, man. Just barely making thirty thousand a year, uh, thirty thousand a year, and then the next, you know, I have one fight, and then I get 50, 50, 50 k in one night, and I was like, Jesus, like this, this is amazing. Like it, it makes me jump up, and I'm like, ah, oh, it's so excited. It makes you want to try to perform a little bit better every single time. I think that's something that people fail to realize. Like, I mean, it, it's not life changing money in the sense that you can retire off of one bonus, but it is life changing in the immediate sense. And, and you're allowed to sit back and, like you said, just sort of breathe a sigh of relief and, and, and focus on what you need to do. And uh, I think this sport, more than any other sport, you have to be insanely selfish to be at the highest level that you can be. And man, uh, performances like that, Adrian, uh, we might see some more bonuses thrown your way. Oh man, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping so, man. I, I'm already used to it, man. Three in a row, and uh, I, you know, I don't know what I'm gonna do if I don't get the next one. <laughs> so, I, I'm working for it, man. That's, that's the way I'm gonna fight from now on. Listen, you keep nailing down bonuses like that. As a manager of, you know, as I've been a talent and even a fighter, um, I think the bonuses dictate higher pay coming your way. So hopefully that will make up the difference too. You know. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. I'm I'm really hoping so, man. I I feel like I'm exactly what like uh, people would like to see every single time they turn on the TV. The guy that goes forward tries to tries to knock everybody out every single time. You know, try to do it with technique at least. You yeah. know, I don't I don't want to go swing wide. You know, I want to be technical about it and uh, you know finish in in a in a good uh, good fashion. Well, I don't think you were swinging. Well, at times you were swinging wide, of course, because you have to, but. And it's just nothing short of impressive, you know, whatsoever. Now, are you receiving any kind of medical suspension or are you okay to go next time they call? So I, I got, I received a medical suspension of uh, 180 days just for precautionary reasons because they wanted me to go get an x-ray on my nose to see if anything was wrong. Uh, but I, I just went to go get the x-rays done today. So it should be only be like 21 days. Uh, so, man, honestly, I'm ready to go uh, for sure September. Like, I want to do September and then uh, fight again in November. 
Awesome. Awesome. Hey, uh, real quick, getting back to the fight with, with Randy, he was he was hitting you with that jab, Adrian, and it looked like it was definitely uh, effective. I'm curious if it was hurting you or if it was just sort of surprising you, because like you said, you, you expected this kick-heavy offense from him, and he was you know firing that jab down the middle. What, what was it? Were you hurt or were you just surprised? Uh, it was it was honestly a bit of both. There's one, the first one that he that he that he actually landed solid. That one caught my attention like because the first there was a couple that he threw and there was a like they were just touching touching and then then one that he threw and it stung but it wasn't like me like oh like on queer streak or anything like that it was just i remember my face feeling like oh snap like that right. that was a strong jab but after that it was just more of me just being caught by surprise because it was just a mixture of things i thought he was going to be coming kick kick heavy uh really kick heavy and then also I never realized how good his jab was. And then he was a lot faster with that jab than what I really anticipated. And then he was just kind of like almost annoying with it. So he wouldn't just throw one and be done. He was like, one, 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 two, three, one, two, one, two. And he's consistently going. And if you're, if you fight somebody like that, sometimes it's really kind of, kind of hard to, uh, you know, uh, get the step back. So it kind of almost like uh, confuses you for a second. So, I know on on my end, whenever I was, whenever I look looking back at the fight, I'm just like, oh, just move, bro, just move. Like I'm yelling at myself at my at, at my phone, just looking at the screen, just like just move. But in the moment, it was kind of really hard. It was like uh, it was confusing. It was confusing, and he, he just had like this. Uh, and also another thing that to add on to that, he was very long. I didn't expect his arms to yeah. be that long yeah. as I thought. So it was a uh, there was a just a, it was just like almost like a. a a bad mixture for those like for that first round not to go my way and uh he put it together pretty pretty well and man like looking at it i was like man that's pretty masterful with how with how he put it all together and then even talking to him after the fight he uh, after like when before the uh the decision was read he's he was uh he was like man it's like man i had to work on it man i absolutely had to work i was like man props man because i i had no idea you had a jab <laughs> right well, you know, it was masterful too, but you being the boxer that you are trained, which very, very few MMA fighters are really trained in boxing. I always say that if, if an MMA champ, anybody in the UFC, even champion, champion goes into the boxing ring, they're going to lose 99.9% .9 of the time. Boxers come into our world. They're going to lose 99.9% .9 of the time. But the, the example and the prowess you showed in your boxing adapting to the mixed martial arts sport, it showed, and it was phenomenal. And one thing that I really noticed too is what a finisher you are. You see an opening, you don't stop. You know, it's like, I mean, my idea of fighting is I, I just, you got to pull me off. I'm not going to stop. Okay. I always think the guy's going to kill me, <laughs> sport or otherwise. It's kind of one of those things. But you're an example of that. I mean, just you went, went, went. It takes that referee to get you off. You don't stop. You know, you're a finisher, my man. And, and it showed. And TJ, who in the UFC in three fights, three, only three fights, gets a bonus for every fight? I mean, I, I can't recall. I, can't I, recall. I, I mean, I'd have to look at the history books, but Adrian, you're an elite company. Elite. Yeah, that it, it, it is. It is super, super cool. And uh, honestly, uh, I think uh, like right after the fight, Megan Olivia actually was telling me that uh, I'm tied for the uh, for the third most active knockouts, like uh, in a, a consecutive. Yeah. And I think number one is Francis Ngannou, which uh, that's that's going to be a hard number to catch up to. And that's five. <laughs> oh, you know, I but mean, he may, he may, he may continue that number. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, 
And then I'm tied with uh, Tai Tuivasa and Chris Dawkins, and I'm just like, well. What what's what's the what's what's the difference here is that those guys are heavier and like heavyweights and I'm the I'm the bantam I'm the bantamweight in that in that whole class so I'm like man that that says uh, nothing but good things but man I want to continue that I want to I I do want smart finishes and I do want to keep that streak going because man like I I think that that would really do like wonders for me personally just because and uh. If I could set a record and not only and just like set a record and then I can have my name etched in the history books, I think that would be like the the most amazing thing for me at least. Because like man, I'm I'm a small I'm a small town kid from uh from Laporte. You know, it's like it's just it's a it's just it's a town outside of Houston. You know, like I like everything big has happened in Houston and like I'm the I'm the outside I'm the outside person. You know, I'm Laporte like right right down the road and so like. For me, a small town kid out of Laporte, and I get my name etched in the history books of the UFC. Man, that would be like that. That means everything to me. So I think that would be like something I would work for. So uh, I I would love to be like set be setting some type of records, man. That's that's exactly what I want to do, and I think that would and leave also would be leaving a legacy, you know, for for my future kid. Right. They, they say everything's big in Texas. Apparently uh, that uh, Bantamweight power in Texas is pretty big as well. Very, very big. You know, when you think about it, it, it's it's kind of funny. At the same time, I think it probably maybe bothers you just a little bit that you fought so prominently and well in front of no audience in Vegas. And next week, we're, we're, we're going back to Houston to fight in front of what, 15, 20,000 people sold out. I'm sure you wanted to be on that card. Man, absolutely, man. I, I feel like I, that would have been uh that would have been one of the biggest moments of uh, my career like in uh probably in life besides like uh, a child you know you know so on my end like man being able to be in Houston being able to fight on the same card as Derek Lewis the guy like who pretty much almost just uh he's the Houston guy he's the heavyweight he's the man right and he's fighting for the heavyweight title and if I was just to be on his undercard another Houston guy who's uh like being able to uh, be known as like the knockout kid, you know, and all that stuff. And then uh, I think it'd be, it would be like a super highlight. And then also with like the past, you know, like just being able to uh, fulfill like a dream of mine and being able to like fulfill a promise that I had to my dad. You know, I think that that would, that would also like kind of make everything just like be such a big uh, night for me. I, I would absolutely have loved to have been on that card, man. But uh, cards didn't play out that way, and uh, it, it it sucks. It absolutely sucks. And like, man, I'm. Uh, I just know whenever my time does come to fight at the Toyota Center in Houston, I, I feel it's only going to be bigger, you know, because I'm trying to etch my name in the history books, and I feel whenever I get to that point, it's only going to be bigger, and I'm going to make that happen. It's a foregone conclusion. I remember after your last fight, you talked about that with with your dad and driving by the building and all that stuff. And it's like, yeah, man, like good things come to those who wait, Adrian. So be patient, my friend. I'm sure it's coming. Oh, yeah. So, Adrian, the old classic question. I'm sure you got hit by every media person in the world since your fight and before. Who's next? Who do you want? Man, honestly, I it was one of those things that I still haven't even have a setback like and actually thought about it because. Uh, one, I had I was so focused in on Randy because I knew how tough he was, and I knew I was gonna have to put myself in that dark place uh, for that fight. 
you know, as, as, as uh, friendly the banner was, I knew I had to go into that dark place for this fight just because, like, he was going to be the guy that tried to, to try to put me out and try to put me in that dark place. So, uh, like, I was completely focused on Randy. And then now, after the fight, I've been just been so, like, watching the fight and seeing all the mistakes that I've made. Uh, I have to sit back and uh, really, like, study that, study it and make, and make all those uh corrections you know i have a lot of corrections i need to make so i really haven't thought about it about it too much but i do want to step forward and i do want to knock somebody else out in september suggestion don't preoccupy mind with names preoccupy preoccupy your mind with personal achievement and in, in exactly everything that you just said you want to achieve you know it's phenomenal when you think about the fact that you're a black belt in jiu-jitsu and everybody's just looking at you as a striker you know, it's, it's like you've got this deep pedigree of, of weapons and tools that really have and yet have not been shown to its full effect yet in the octagon, which is the true mark of a mixed martial artist, which you are, my friend. You know, it's just I'm just blown away. I, I just love seeing young fighters like you proving themselves, showing themselves with so much talent, so much ability. And the excitement for me, which drives me personally in this sport to walk in that octagon and roar your names is to watch your evolutionary process as you go on. It's going to be a pleasure to watch you grow in this sport. No question. We, we had TJ Dillshaw on earlier, and I asked TJ if he thought that the uh, division had changed since he had uh, been away, and, and he said not too much, but one thing that is is true is the talent is just getting deeper and deeper and deeper, and you know, when TJ was last fighting in the UFC, uh, you know, you would be looking at the top 15 and be like, okay, you know, one through 10 pretty good, but, you know, interchangeable there at, at you know, uh, 11 through 15. Uh, Adrian, this is a, a very very, very talented, uh, you know, stacked division, and it goes all the way down. Like, if you're in the UFC fighting at 135, you better be on point because there's guys like Adrian Yanez that knock you out. No oh, question. man, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. This 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 division is one of the most stacked, and it, honestly, it, it's one of those that excites me because, man, it just poses so many more challenges and so many more uh, – how, how can I say? It, it poses so many more challenges and makes the uh, win so much more satisfying. Uh, I wouldn't want to be the champ of a division that the the division's not that very uh, not that very stacked. And right. this division, if you're if you're the champ, you best damn be proud because there's 25 other guys that are trying to come after you, and like all of them on any given day can really take you out. And man, look, like uh, you got Peter Yan knocking out the belt, you got T.J. Dillashaw out there, you got Corey Sandhagen, just had a really close split decision split decision loss to T.J. Dillashaw, who was the former champ. You know, so. Yeah, this this division stacked, and then on top of that, you got a whole bunch of whole bunch of killers. You got someone who's not ranked like Sugar Sean O'Malley. Then you got Ricky Simone. You got uh, Brian Boom Kelleher, and then also yeah. you got Chio Vera. Man, there's there's a lot of guys out there. Marab, man, he's a it is stacked, and man, it excites me because all those fights are fun fights, and it would be it'd be an honor to step in with every single one of them. It's crazy that. you say some of those names and they don't have numbers. Like, it's crazy that they're not all ranked because they're all that damn good. Yeah, oh, but look yeah. at it. I can see them all standing in line. It's going to look like a movie poster for The Expendables. You know, it's like it's Seriously. incredible <laughs> yeah. when, you, no. when you realize the talent that's there. And just the fact that you said fun fight, that says to me so much about your mentality. Fun fight. I love that. 
all I'm going to say. Yeah, it, it's clear, Adrian, that you love what you're doing, and and that is uh, infectious uh, to people like like me, and obviously like Bruce that are in the octagon there, uh, introducing you. Like when you take the octagon, there's a palpable buzz. It's like, oh shit, something's going to go down. Man, that that yeah, I I only hope to uh, to radiate that. Like I I really do. Like I, I it's almost like. Like for myself, I love watching fights so much that like I kind of get in, like I get uh really wrapped up in the fight and I start wrapping myself in, in a fighter. Like it, it can be just be two random fighters and I'll just pick one and I'll just be so involved and I love the energy. Like man, like oh man, like something's gonna happen or something like that. every single like almost every single time Khabib had fight, I was just like, dude, this is nuts. You're getting to see the one of the best guys in the world, like yeah. possibly the greatest of all time yeah. going in there and fight or with John Jones too, like, Oh, possibly the greatest of all time fight or every like, and everybody knows like when, when, when a Connors fight, the aura, the, the, the radiation of the atmosphere, like, and all that stuff, it's, it, it, you know, it's one of those that comes set close to, to nothing about like the sport a lot bigger and a lot more exciting. Like, uh, those pay-per-views every single time you buy one it's uh it's how can i say it's it's very uh you know nobody's missing it everybody's right. buying it that's why he's that's it's why he's, TV. so that's what i hope to ra- radiate man and if, I, if i'm able to uh to uh be able to cast that type of feeling out for everybody like if I, as soon as i step in the cage people are like ooh oh yeah now i can feel that energy i feel that like if i can radiate that all around, you know, I, that's what I want to do. And I, and I hope to one day reach that. Uh, obviously Bruce and I don't make the calls, but Bruce, would you agree with me? I don't foresee too many cards where Adrian's not going to be on the main card, right? Like he's, no, at this, main no, card no, 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 no. At this point it's main card city, unless I just don't know what I'm talking about. Right. No, 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 no. But you know what? The attitude that he has, it doesn't matter to him. Yes, it does matter. Obviously main card would be great. Sure. It's all about the fight. Yeah, he's going to go out there and perform no matter what. Hey, what's with this uh, Dr. Pepper love? Like, where does this stem from? Man, it's a Texas thing, man. It's It's huge. I lived in Dallas. I grew up in Dallas for four or five. Dr. Pepper is, it isn't Coke. It's Dr. Pepper, okay? It's just the way it is. Yeah, every every single time somebody uh, would ask me, he's like, you want a Coke? It's like, yeah, Dr. Pepper will do just fine. Uh, It's just been one of those things that... uh, my dad was the Pepsi guy, and I was the Dr. Pepper guy. Now I just consistently get uh, Dr. Pepper from a young age, man. I just really loved it. And, you know, I was so happy that they just DM'd me not too long ago. So I was, like, I was super excited. So uh, hopefully, man, hopefully something's in the works. But, man, they, they Dr. Pepper me. dollars. Dr. Oh, I'm Pepper hoping dollars. so. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, saw, I saw, like, this care package you got, like a Dr. Pepper candle or something. Oh man! Uh, right after the fight, uh, man, a uh, great guy, uh, Juan Cardenas with the UFC Espanol. He, uh, I, we did a photo shoot in uh, Houston whenever they came to Houston. And then the next day, uh, we did another photo shoot with just me and uh, uh, just me, him, and uh, another guy. And we just walked around. We're we're kind of walking all around the graffiti park in Houston, and you know, just talking, shooting, shooting the shooting the shit a little bit. And then, uh, then after, like, I drove them back to the hotel. And, you know, kind of created a little bit of a friendship. And right after that fight, he just comes up and just hands me the big old basket of, like, I have a small little Dr. Pepper fridge that holds, like, six mini cans. And I'm, like, I'm in love with it. 
and gave me gave me like a couple of glasses of uh, that had the Dr Pepper logo. Got me a two liter, and then I got a Dr Pepper candle, which smells exactly like Dr Pepper carbonation and all. Man, I, that's awesome. I'm, I'm I'm in love. I'm in, I'm in love with the uh, with the gift, man. I, I I haven't been able to stop using it. There, well, there's something another, I will say gotta, about Dr Pepper. There, there's nothing else quite like Dr Pepper. You know exactly what 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 you're drinking when you know it's why? Dr Pepper. You know why? I'm a pepper. He's a pepper. Right. We're a pepper. <laughs> right. Is that, they yeah. still use that. That's what I remember when I was a kid. That was oh, back in the one. day, for sure. Um, yeah. My 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 mom's like a weirdo. She likes to go and, and like search abandoned buildings and stuff for like treasures. And she found a uh, old glass Dr. Pepper bottle from like, I don't know, like the 20s or 30s. It's worth like $500. Like, yeah. it, it's crazy. And Same yeah. as old Coke bottles. Find some of those old Coke bottles. Speaking of bottles now. Uh-oh. Texas. Here it comes. Got to bring it up. Do you drink at all when you're not work? When you're not besides drinking? Dr. Pepper? Yeah, man. I, yeah, I'll, I I will partake in some alcoholic beverages. Yes, like, I will. You're a Texican. Do you like bourbon? Oh yeah, I, I love all. Right. In honor of you, because you're truly a sample of Puncher's Chance, what it's all about. This is my <laughs> bourbon. You may have seen it or heard about it. So, oh. TJ, when you talk to Adrian's manager or yeah. Adrian, uh, I'll give my number separately. Get me an address, please. Let me have a bottle of punchers sent to you. We just won three gold medals for the best tasting bourbon in America. Oh, wow. Fastest selling best bourbon. So I'm going to shoot this to you. If you like it, shoot me back a picture. Just show me how much you like it. That's all I ask. I, I just want to know if it's good with Dr. Pepper. I think Adrian can be that, our market research on that. That was my next thing. I think you should try <laughs> it first. Take the sip and enjoy the smooth nectar of the bourbon gods that it is. But then make a Dr. Pepper bourbon, you know, Dr. Pepper puncher's chance. Pun Dr. Pepper punches. Boom. There you go. Dude, that's nuts. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yes. Uh, TJ's gonna oh. communicate with your manager. TJ, please get an, an address for me when we'll you do. We'll do. We'll do. And I'll get I'll get a bottle sent out to you, Adrian. No cool. Question. Thank you so much, man. Thank you. Hey, thank you for coming on the show. Um, your true example of everything I respect in a fighter, as was is TJ Dillashaw, you know his present status and everything it's awesome such an honor to have you both on the show but a true honor to have you on the show adrian i'm i'm going to be watching you but not because i'm going to be watching you i'm going to be watching you because i'm going to be enjoying every moment of your development and your evolutionary process you're on your way my friend let's go for the four bonuses let's go for the five bonuses but whatever just go for the self-fulfillment and be the best you can be Oh man, yes, sir. That's 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 the goal, man. That's the goal. We're we're not here. Uh, we're not here for a very long time, you know. But we got to make the best of it, and I, you know, uh, that's that's my plan. I, I want to make the best of this and uh, show everybody else that like it's not it's not it's not impossible. It's not impossible. I want to show my my little cousins, my little nieces and nephews, and uh, and like my son, you know, that that they'll be here in December, you know. So I want to show them that it's it's all possible. You just got to put your mind to it. The same message that my dad always told me is like if you if there's a will, there's a way, and if you dream it and you go out there and you put your and put your best foot forward, you'll achieve it. So ah, uh, that's that's my message to to the world. You can do it. You got a great attitude, and the attitude of what I consider to be a role model attitude. Keep it up. We need role models in this world today, and there's an obligation when you step in that octagon, not just what you do inside, but how you handle yourself outside. And you're a very fine young man, Adrian. I appreciate having you on the show. Uh, when your baby is born in December, contact through me, and I'll be happy to do a video commemorating the birth of your baby as a gift to you. Oh, man. <laughs> Thank you so much.
Thank Either you. in the operating room, it's going to be coming out now, or you wait till after it's over, and then it's like presenting the future champion. Okay, I get to you, my friend. You might want to wait. Sometimes your girl doesn't really like yeah, Bruce Buffer in the watch. midst of that, but I'm just saying, you never know. Oh man, thank you so much, man. That's 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 so cool, man. Thank you. My pleasure, Adrian. I look forward to seeing you in my office again soon, and uh, which we call the Octagon. And oh just Train hard, train safe, stay safe, stay safe. Yes, okay. sir. Take care of your beautiful family and the, and your baby to be. And I wish you all the best in life, my friend. I will see you around our UFC campus. Yeah, thank y'all so much. Thank y'all. Thanks, Adrian. Take care, my friend. Y'all have a good one. You too. There he is, Adrian Yanez. What a stacked show today, Buff. Yeah, a stacked show. You know, it's just uh, yeah, real pleasure. This is one of those shows that I'm just sitting here elated. You know? Yeah, no, I mean, uh, we had two Bantamweights on, but this was a heavyweight show, if I do say so myself. Put them together, you got a heavyweight. Oh, no, they just uh, beat the heavyweight limit by five pounds. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll, 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 uh, we'll allow catchweight, you know, super yeah. heavyweight. We'll give, we'll give a little extra. Anyway, really cool. I think the interviews speak for themselves. I want to sign off, but there's a couple of things that I want to go into real quick. I don't even know if I want to, Bruce. I look at the news, and we're getting more and more I'm grim. I had negative news here. We're not even going to discuss it. I don't want to go into it. Um, Cleveland Indians changing the name to the Cleveland Guardians. That's going to be what it's come down to. And it's going to take me a minute to get used to that. It is. And did, I tell, you, did I tell you what the uh, – that panel card of Magic Johnson sold for last week. Did we talk about that? Uh, no, but every time you tell me, like I get more and more bummed out about it. But tell me. Uh, PSA 10 uh, just sold for $513,000. Jesus Christ. Sorry. 513000 That's crazy. Now, an 86 Fleer sticker of Michael Jordan in uh -huh. the 86 Fleer box. It's not the rookie card. A Fleer, another 10 Jim Minch just sold for $81,000. That's insane. Insane. It, this market isn't popping yet. The bubble's not bursting yet. That's no, kind of crazy. No, no, no. It's gone down a little bit for sure. But like these these cards, these signature cards that you keep bringing up over and over again, uh, the upside just keeps going up and up. Yeah, it is. Um, and the alert that came through on my phone when you heard that earlier was that COVID spreading like wildfire in, in yeah. Los Angeles. Yeah, I was actually supposed to be in uh, Mexico today. Uh, for uh, RJJ Boxing, but uh, they decided to cancel the show down there in Mexico. So um, I just turned down a commercial in Mexico with Canelo. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't blame you. It's uh, you know, we're, I I get. I mean, we don't need to rehash history and how I told you that you were crazy and this wasn't a thing that we really needed to worry about time and time again. However, uh, I think both of us thought that we would at least have a better handle on it. Now, like, don't get me wrong. We have a better handle on it, but we're, we're trending back uh, towards more mandates and more, uh, you, more of the way of the way we don't want to be going rather than the way uh, we thought we would be going by now. Exactly. And speaking of the way we don't be going real quickly, there's 53 restaurant trains that are on the brink of disappearing. I'm going really? to the top. Yep. Applebee's. Please. Okay. Yeah, I see that. I mean, they're, they're, they're not even really all that prevalent out here on the West coast. Sabara Ruby Tuesday. So, so Sabaro is more of like a mall thing than anything, which I can understand why they're going by the wayside. Ruby Tuesday is pretty much geographically located, more of a, a Midwestern type restaurant. Uh, I don't think they're on the West Coast at all. Yeah. And uh, for some reason, my screen went blank and I can't get to the rest of them. But one of them I did see was Buffalo Wild Wings. Really? 
that's well, a surprising just, it, one for me. And it's just it's just in danger. Like uh, right, sure, sure. I mean, right. I've been hearing about Papa John's going under for uh, a decade, and they still stay in business. But uh, Hooters, Hooters. Yeah, see, I can. I, I it seems odd to me that a Buffalo Wild Wings or even I guess a Hooters would be on that sort of watch list simply because they're the go to for like live sporting events. But then that's what I think about like. They haven't really been able to welcome in people the way that they have for so many years over the last year. Um, I think they'll be okay, but if we don't get better, Bruce, I can definitely see them uh, going by the wayside. Yeah, the Me Too movement had a big effect on Hooters. Um, I can understand that. Yeah, and they tried to change the – it's what they state here, and uh, waitress dress more conservatively. Uh, Boston Market's another one. Papa John's. See, I thought Boston Market was already out of business. Ponderosa Steakhouse, Steak and Shake. I thought they were out of business. Uh, yeah. Steak, Steak and Shake, again, pretty much a Midwest thing. I, I saw them, uh, where did I see a Steak and Shake? Biloxi, Mississippi, not long ago. And that's the first time I've ever seen like yeah. a Steak and Shake outside of the Midwest. Cheesecake Factory, TGI Fridays. Okay, so Fridays has definitely been disappearing. Cheesecake Factory is like higher end. I don't think they'll, I mean, they could go away. But like, I always feel like I see a Cheesecake Factory next to like a P.F. Chang's. Yeah. I hope Buffalo Wild. I don't. I don't want to see anything go out of business. We sure. just made a deal with Buffalo Wild Wings. P- Puncher's Chance is going to be in every one of the restaurants. Okay, so you've just single handedly given them a Puncher's Chance. Well, exactly. That was good. That was cute. Jack in the Box. Uh, I mean, so Jack in the Box is relatively new to me because they're not where I grew up. So, um, but they're everywhere out here. They're everywhere. Roy Rogers, Fud Rucker, Fud Druckers. What is, what is a Roy Rogers? What does that Roy mean? Roy Rogers is a hamburger chain, if I'm not mistaken. Bro- Never heard of it. Fud Ruckers, Fud Ruckers is dead. There's no Fud Ruckers anymore. IHOP. Uh, IHOP's too damn expensive. Taco Bell. Subway. Taco Bell's not going anywhere. Subway's not going anywhere. Marie Calendars. These are just all on the list. Marie Calendars, geographically based. They could definitely go away. Chipotle, no Burger King, Pizza Chipotle, Hut. Chipotle's not going anywhere. Their stock price is to the roof. I'm, I, don't, I don't agree with some of the Carl's Jr. I mean, there's some pretty big clothes. If the, anyway, well, you know what they're saying is? Huh. Everybody's just having an issue. Starbucks is here too. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's just I having mean, an issue. Dude, they got to get Starbucks this. isn't going anywhere. Let's be honest. Um, Carl's Jr., I mean, where I'm from, we call them Hardee's. Yeah. There you go. All right, TJ, let's go ahead and sign off. Anything to tell the uh, world? Uh, you can check out Extra Rounds. It's available from UFC Fight Pass, myself, uh, Pro Gonzalez. Uh, we're going to be joined by Adrian Yanez this week. So uh, <laughs> tune in if you want to hear more from uh, Adrian. We're live uh, 5 p.m., I believe, on Thursday. So today, as people hear this podcast, and then we'll be uh, live immediately following uh, the fights that feature uh, Uriah Hall and Sean Strickland as your main event Saturday night uh, inside the Apex. Which I will be not announcing. Uh, Joe Martinez has the mic this weekend. But I will see you all from Houston, from the Octagon. TJ, always a pleasure. Great show. Awesome. Rest up, Buff. Uh, you know, enjoy a, a weekend off and, and get ready for a big one because Houston's going to be bonkers. Yeah, it's going to be bonkers for sure. All right, everybody. Thank you to our sponsors, Puncher's Chance and also FanDuel. Everybody check out FanDuel, FanDuel Sportsbook for your betting needs and everything else going on at FanDuel. I'm very happy to maintain my ambassadorship as a FanDuel ambassador. They're a great company, so check them out. Um, Again, I'm off this weekend. going to chill out. I'll see you from the Octagon on August 7th, if that's correct, on my date. Is that the date? I think that's right. Yeah. Time's flying. What happened to summer? I don't know. I don't know. It's sunny outside. Well, kind of sunny outside right now. I mean, it's always (laughs) sunny. It's Southern California. Come on. Always sunny in Philadelphia, they say, but I don't remember that when I lived there. I've been to Philadelphia twice, and it's rained both times, so I don't know about that. All right, TJ. Okay, everybody, 
set your goals, write them down. So when you step on the path, you be the best you can be. And if you are the best you can be, then you're winning. And that's what we're all about on It's Time Radio. Have a great week. Love you all. Thank you for tuning in. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel where we have the show on video, a show like this you want to watch on video, not just listen to at these, these two fantastic fighters, up and coming, great fighters. Uh, I guess we can say that about TJ. I guess we can call TJ a great fighter. Oh, 100%. And he's yeah. kind of up and coming again, too, you know? So. And up and coming. It's it amazing. Works. It's a phoenix. He's the phoenix. The phoenix from the ashes, right? Coming from the ashes. All right, everybody. Enjoy your week. See you next week. Love you all. Buffer out. Check out millions.co. Tons of fighters coming in. Tons of athletes. That site is blowing up, everybody. Go get your material. Go get your merchandise and talk to your favorite athletes in the world. Okay, enough shilling. Buffer out.